the good news is the Dodgers scored eight runs. The bad news is that the Dodgers allowed more than eight runs and lost to the Rockies in game two of the series. We will talk about the bullpen decisions. We'll talk about the offense. We'll talk about Clayton Kershaw's non-update update, and we'll get into some interesting trade ideas that we saw in an article. That's what's on tap, so make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. You are locked on Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yo, 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 Dodger fans, welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Check out Game Time. This is a daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube simply by searching for Locked On Dodgers. And if you want to listen every day and become a part of the group known as the Everydayers, you can make it easy by subscribing wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube and get it sent directly to your phone whenever our episodes are ready. So go and do that and uh, make your life easier. If this is your first time listening and watching, I'm Vince Samperio and usually joined by co-host Jeff Snyder, although Jeff is out for today, just me. Uh, we're both lifelong Dodger fans that have covered the team, that have been in the press box, been in the locker room, been all over Dodger Stadium, been in a few different ballparks to watch the Dodgers, not just Dodger Stadium. And while we're not quite insiders, we're here to bring you what we think is a smart fan's perspective on our boys in blue every weekday morning. And that's what I'm here to do today. Uh, it's a little bit not as fun to, to bring you smart fans' perspective when the Dodgers lose games, especially in games that they scored eight runs. Um, but, hey, you know, that, that's the nature of the game sometimes. The Dodgers lost 9-8 to the Rockies yesterday. And, yeah, I mean, like I said, it wasn't too much fun. But uh, the good news is that the Dodgers were able to get five innings out of Michael Grove, uh, you know, finally some length out of him. And they weren't the worst five innings in the world. He did give up four runs, uh, eight hits, two walks. But... You know, even though he put the runners on, uh, when the runs did score, the runs scored on not hard contact, some weak bloopers that that just happened to fall in, uh, that ended up scoring, I think, three of those four runs. Um, on the flip side, the Dodgers offense did benefit from some soft contact as well. But you know what? I, I if you were going to take the day, a bullpen game um, with the names that pitched and say that the Dodgers would have a chance to win. You would have been happy, but you wouldn't have been less happy when it was the Dodgers scored eight runs and the Rockies scored nine runs. But you know what? For Grove, a good step to get that length. You know, he still is struggling to put away hitters. He's still struggling to, you know, miss bats when he needs to. But for this run the Dodgers are on, the way that things are going, the five innings was, and you know, four runs. If you can throw more innings than runs scored, that's a win at this point for the Dodgers uh, when it comes to Michael Grove. So they'll take that. The fact that it you know didn't quite work out goes more toward the bullpen side of things where the bullpen, you know, should have been able to handle things. But on the bullpen side of things, it was Victor Gonzalez, Nick Robertson, Phil Bickford, who pitched after Grove. 
Bigford was the only one with the clean inning. Victor Gonzalez came in and was not good. He in once he only got one out and he gave up two hits and ended up being charged for three runs. He did strike out a guy, but you know that didn't matter. He gave up those two hits um, and he hit a guy and that loaded the bases. And this is kind of where the the biggest decision of the game came in. So Victor Gonzalez came in the sixth. He had loaded the bases, couple hits. Um, hit by pitch, and Dave Roberts goes to Nick Robertson, which was obviously not the first choice in probably any of our eyes. And Nick Robertson proceeded to give up a bases clearing hit. Uh, the Ra- the Rockies took the lead back. They went up eight six against the Dodgers, and you know never relinquished that lead. They ended up batting the run in the next inning, and that next inning the same inning, um, and. That same inning, they scored five runs in that sixth inning. Um, three charged to Gonzalez, two charged to Robertson. Although technically Robertson is the one that allowed the runs to all score. So, um, yeah, so the decision to go to Robertson was an interesting one considering he's not a high leverage guy, he's not a guy you expect to put in when, uh, when you need outs, when the bases are loaded with one out. And he has he's a guy that hasn't pitched very often or often lately, which is probably the most surprising of the thing of or the reasoning for him to pitch was that he was a fresh arm. Um, but also the fact that he hasn't pitched very often the last since he's come up is probably a reason because he's not that good. He had that electric first inning when he came up and made his major league debut, and then after that it's kind of been downhill. But he he pitched uh, against Houston one inning over the weekend, and then he hadn't pitched since then. Since sorry, since June seventeenth, he's pitched three times, and it was June seventeenth, June twenty fifth, and then yesterday against the Rockies. I kind of forgot he was still in the bullpen because I didn't watch any of the Rocky or Astro games this week, this past weekend. And he hadn't pitched since the Giants series. And, you know, the Dodgers are seemingly getting more healthy and, and had better bullpen performance. And likely that boy better bullpen performance is because Nick Robertson hasn't pitched. Um, and, you know, he's he's the weakest link on this on this bullpen right now. So but, you know, why would Dave Roberts go to Nick Robertson in the what became and what was at the moment the biggest part of the game? And. It's simply a matter of, well, one, he was a fresh arm, but, and two, like, because of that, he, the Dodgers had a bunch of guys that have thrown a lot recently, you know, on, on, in Monday or Tuesday's game, Bruce Dark Gratterall pitched, you had Evan Phillips had been, ended up having him to come in and pitch and Ryan Brazier pitched. You know, I don't know what Brazier's availability is in terms of back-to-backs or anything like that. Obviously, that might have been, you know, someone better to go to. Bruce Dark Gratterall, even though they had the off day Monday, had pitched in three of the last four games. Evan Phillips had pitched in the last three games. You know, even with the off day, it's still a matter of, you know, you're getting guys throwing three out of four days, four out of five days, four out of six days, which is still a lot. And I know I, I advocated for Dodgers going for the wins when they can, especially, you know, when it comes down to it. But that's in sense of using your best arms that are healthy rather than, you know, your best arms all the time. 
or or best arms that are not overused. Now, obviously, there's a lot of you know Caleb Ferguson was available. He's not necessarily a guy you bring in in that situation. Um, would he have done better? Possibly. You never know. You know. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, he might have worked out better. Uh, you had Nancy Almonte, who they I think Dave Roberts. I forget. He said something about he didn't want to get the guy with an up down. And, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. So it ended up being Nick Robertson. Yeah, Dave Roberts said, you're shorthanded with some guys, some leverage guys, but you still got to go out there with the guys you have and make pitches tonight. And we just didn't do that. And, yeah, that's that's just a matter of how it is. You know, you can't throw the same guys every single time. You got to be able to trust some of these guys. Unfortunately, that trust fell into the lap of Nick Robertson last night, and it didn't quite work out. The good news is that if Daniel Hudson does come back this weekend, that likely pushes Robertson out of the out of the bullpen and back into the minor leagues. Good news for the Dodgers, not necessarily for Robertson. We're not we're not trying to like you know, dunk on him. It's just a matter of that's the way it is. He is the weakest link in the bullpen at the moment, and then you you know you get back another leverage guy, you know, because the Dodgers have bullpen guys, but they don't necessarily have leverage guys. They have Evan Phillips and Caleb Ferguson. And then Gradrall is used as a leverage guy, even though he hasn't pitched good enough to be a leverage guy so far this season. Um, you know, you have Yancey Almonte, who could be a leverage guy, but hasn't pitched to that, you know, hasn't pitched uh, to that this season either. So it, the Dodgers are still trying to figure it out. They're a little bit shorthanded, um, you know, and I think they, they, they went with what they could yesterday and it didn't work out. And, you know, the offense almost brought it back. The, they had the bases loaded there with – J.D. Martinez up in the eighth inning after putting up a couple runs. They weren't able to bring anything in. They had, you know, runner on in the last inning. Weren't able to bring anything in. It's just the, the way it goes sometimes. So we did get an update kind of on Clayton Kershaw. So we'll talk about that situation and, and you know, all the options there. And then we're going to finish out today's episode talking about some interesting trade ideas that I saw. That's what's on tap. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. The Game Time app is perfect. If you're somebody that has an impulsive nature to you and you th- you think, man, oh, the, the Dodgers play tomorrow, or oh, there's a concert tonight, or oh, there's something, you know, tomorrow and I want to go, but you don't have tickets, they don't have tickets available on the on the website. So you got to go check out the app. The Game Time app is the perfect one for you. The fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, co- comedy and theater near you with clear deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and get hype for all the fun you're going to have game time game time. Sorry. Is the place for last minute ticket deals. You can browse through the app, talk about or look for uh, the adventure you're looking at. You can see the images from where you're sitting. You can get some event cancellation protection, job loss protection, Find events in your area, all that good stuff. They got exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And they have the game time guarantee, which means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code locked on MLB for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code locked on MLB for $20 off. 
Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. I want to thank you for making Locked On Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check us out wherever you have podcasts and on YouTube. Make sure to check out SiriusXM or the SXM app if you want to listen to us. You can search Locked On Dodgers on there, or you can listen to the home broadcast for every Dodger game if you're not able to watch on TV. All you got to do is search Dodgers, that's SiriusXM or the SXM app. All right, so we left. Tuesday night, a little concerned about Clayton Kershaw. And, you know, he took himself out of the game after six innings, even though he he didn't have that many pitches. He was very cryptic uh, about what the issue was after the game. He, you know, just said that he felt something and he pulled himself out and he thinks that's the right, that was the right move. Uh, we were expecting to get a little bit of an update on Wednesday, and we didn't get too much of an update. Uh, we the main update that we got is that it's not his back, which uh, Dave Roberts said that he said that it wasn't his back. And we know that Justin Brule was with the Dodgers, added to the taxi squad in case that you know they had to make a move uh, for the injured list for for Kershaw. He said Dave Roberts said that. Kershaw came to the park, did some running, worked out, would not be any more specific about what the issue was, but did say it's not his back. And you can look at that two ways, positively positively and negatively. Like, if it's not his back, that's a good sign because he's had a lot of back issues in the past few years. And, you know, maybe it just is an issue of fatigue or, you know, he, or the elevation, you know, the heat with the elevation. You know, that's possible. The other part is, well, if it's not his back, you know, you automatically kind of go to his arm and, you know, was his arm feeling something? Um, and then you think of like, oh, I, you know, I came out at the right time. I, I made the right thing. I made the right decision. You know, did he feel something in his arm? And that's what ended up happening. But it could also be something in his legs. Could be, you know, hamstring, groin, something like that. We don't know. Um, Clayton Kershaw, you know, worked out. He's expected to throw like a bullpen or, or, you know, see where he's at on Friday or Saturday. Then they'll kind of decide what to what the next step is or what they're going to do. Um, that's assuming that he still feels good every single day that he comes in. If he comes in, you know, tonight or today into Colorado not feeling great and says, you know what, I, you know, I'm, I'm probably not – it's probably better for me to take a little break than Justin Bro get added to the roster and the Dodgers have to figure out that contingency plan for the rest of it after, but um, yeah, it's still, obviously it's always going to be concerning when you don't know what the issue is. The fact that nobody seems too concerned could be, you know, normally you think, okay, if they don't seem too concerned, everything's okay. But again, this is the Dodgers. Dave Roberts has shown uh, non-concern and then guys end up getting Tommy John surgery the next week. Uh, not by any fault of his own. Sometimes they literally don't know what's wrong until they figure out what's wrong. So, but yeah, I think the fact that's not his back, not his back is a win. Um, I do think it's just a matter of, you know, he's thrown 95 innings already this season. He threw 126 all of last season. He just threw in elevation in the heat. And I mean, you know, maybe even Kershaw sees that. I don't know, you know, 
at this point, personal accolades, I'm not sure how much Clayton Kershaw is into those. You know, making the all-star game, is that a big deal to him? Or, you know, maybe he's even, you know, I wouldn't put it past, like, Kershaw looking ahead and be like, you know what? If I take a break right now, I really only miss one start, realistically. And I don't have to travel to Seattle for all-star festivities. I can just hang out and take a break and then come back when, when, uh, you know, after the all-star break and, and I wouldn't put it past them, you know, but again, this is all just speculation and thoughts from somebody that has a lot of thoughts about it because he talks about it, uh, on a podcast for the Dodgers. So we don't really know. Um, I wouldn't say Kershaw would be that type of guy. You know, he's very competitive, but also, you know, realistic. This is one where he can get, a nice little two week, two, two and a half week break and only miss one start realistically. So, um, well, well, obviously we're going to have to wait and see what happens and, and go from there. But, uh, yeah, I, I think there's, there's benefits to him doing this right now that go beyond just, you know, well, him resting, but also just, you know, this is kind of a built-in break moment. The Dodgers wouldn't be too hampered by it. They'd have to fill a couple spots, but, you know, realistically, obviously not ideal. Like, you're not in the in the market to be punting baseball games at the moment, even though last night some people may think Dave Roberts punted that game. But, again, that was just a matter of the situation. Could he have gone a different way that – used guys that weren't overused yes but again it just didn't quite work out um but i do think you know kershaw misses even if they called up you know gavin even though gavin stone's been struggling they called up gavin stone to fill in for a couple games they could get by if they really needed to so we'll see what happens um you know with kershaw and everything else and that's all we can really do because we don't know and uh we're not there so the last part of today's episode is going to be uh, saw an article on Bleacher Report with five trade ideas to get the Dodgers back atop the NL West. Some of them are intriguing. Some of them are interesting. And as always, the returns on some of these are, are kind of funny to look at. So that's what's on top. So make sure to keep it locked on Dodgers. Thank you again for making Lockdown Dodgers your first listen. You can find us wherever you find podcasts and on YouTube. Become an everyday or by listening every day, and you'll be part of that exclusive club. And remember, SiriusXM or the SXM app. You can listen to the home broadcast for every Dodger game. All you got to do is search Dodgers. Dodgers play tonight against the Rockies again, same time, 540. So if you can't watch, you can listen to SiriusXM, SXM app. Just search Dodgers. All right, so... You know, we've talked a lot about trade deadlines and trades and things of that nature, but, you know, it's time for the time of the year where we see articles with trip potential trades or thoughts for the Dodgers. And I saw one yesterday on Bleacher Report, and there was the headline was five trade ideas to get slumping Dodgers back atop the NL West. The Dodgers are still a good team. I wouldn't know if they're slumping. I guess they're slumping technically in the month of June. They're 10 and 12 in June. Even if they win these last two games, it'll be their first. I think Eric Steven put out a tweet. It'll be their first non-winning month since May of 2018. 
uh, which is, you know, kind of on par for this season since 2018 was the last frustrating season or like, you know, annoyingly frustrating season the Dodgers have. But either way, we'll look at, at these five trades and kind of see what they're at. And, you know, he identified center field, second base, left field, shortstop as some of the issues with the Dodgers along with pitching. So the first deal comes uh, James Paxton and Adam Duvall from the Red Sox. And the Dodgers end up giving up River Ryan and Maddox Bruns. Now, James Paxton has had dealt with a lot of injuries last few years. He's missed a lot of 2020, 2021, all of 2022. He's back now. He's healthy at the moment. He's pitching well-ish. He's got a 319 ERA and eight starts, 42 innings pitched. So he's playing well. Adam Duvall had that crazy hot start to the season. Um, he's back from injury now. You know, it remains to be seen if he's going to be able to keep up that pace, but he would be a guy that could help out the Dodgers, you know, essentially where where Johnny DeLuca is getting time now. You could get Adam Duvall in there, and he can play, you know, not just against lefties, although he, he likely would handle – he's handled lefties well in the past. But, um, you know, Paxton and Duvall is probably an underrated, and, you know, one of the deals that you could see the Dodgers making, like, you know, guys you weren't expecting – the Red Sox are at 500. I'm not, I would imagine they're going to be available to sell just because they're even at 500. They're still so far back, or, you know, they're still not in first place or second place or third place. And I don't think they're in fourth place either in their division. They have the toughest division, right? Realistically, there's only three teams outside of the division winners that make the playoffs, and they're chasing three teams just in their division alone. Um, it helps that the AL Central is not good, so they're also not competing with anybody there, really. Uh, but also, the AL West has like four teams that are, or three or four teams that are playing above 500. So they could make the trade. Uh, River Ryan and Maddox Brenz is interesting because you know you're not getting anybody. You know, Paxton and Duval are gonna help you this year, and you don't know if they can really help you beyond this year. And, you know, River Ryan's really climbed the, the boards the last few years as a prospect. And then Maddox Bruns was their first round pick and who's, you know, shown some flashes there and started to throw more strikes, uh, cut down on his walk so far this season. So for me, I don't know if I would throw both of those guys, you know, maybe one of those guys and then another like flyer type. Um, it just seems like a lot to get two guys that you can't say for sure are going to help you, um, you know, at the moment, you know, Paxton is pitching well now, but he's also been hurt or missed all the season, the last three seasons. And then Duvall is had a crazy hot start to the year, then missed a lot of time. You don't know if he's going to be able to bring that back. And Duvall has been good for the most part, but you never know. The next one comes Cardinals, Jordan Montgomery and Dylan Carlson. Montgomery starting pitcher. Carlson can play the outfield. And this one was interesting because he gave up Gavin Stone, Nick Frosso, and Maddox Bruns, which I don't see that happening at all. Jordan Montgomery is good, but he's not necessarily a game changer. He can start a playoff game for you and be okay, but he's not going to be your number two or three guy, or he might be a three guy um, if you have like a really, really, really good offense, but he's not going to be much more beyond that. I don't see him 
being that guy. And also he's a free agent after this season. So yeah, you're, you're, you're trading for a rental, um, which is not going to get you those prospects listed, even with a guy like Dylan Carlson attached to Dylan Carlson has been good, but he's not great. Um, you know, this year he has an OPS plus of 98. Like he's not an above average hitter so far this season. The Dodgers have a lineup full of guys that aren't above average hitters. So it doesn't necessarily help you out too much. Uh, although with Carlson, you do get some, he's not a free agent until after the 2026 season. So you get some, you know, years with him, but I don't think the years that he's giving you is necessarily worth what the Dodgers would be giving up. Now, this package of, of Montgomery and Carlson would be intriguing in general, just not for what's added. And, and the thing with Carlson is that he's really good against lefties. He's hitting over 300 with an OPS over 800 against lefties, um, which is kind of what the Dodgers would need. But again, for Dylan Carlson and Jordan Montgomery, you're not giving up Gavin Stone, who was one of your top pitching prospects, Nick Frosso, who's coming up, you know, as one of your better pitching prospects, and then Maddox Bruns, who was just a first round pick not that long ago and is not, hasn't had, you know, he's continued to improve. It's not like he's a guy that the Dodgers are giving up on. He's actively improving. So um, the next one comes with the Guardians, Shane Bieber and Ahmed Rosario. And then the Guardians will get Michael Bush, Jose De Paula, and Rain Doncon, a shortstop prospect. Now, this one, <clears throat> if you said the Dodgers were going to get Shane Bieber and Ahmed Rosario for Bush, De Paula, and Rain Doncon, I could see this happening a little bit uh, in terms of like value. Shane Bieber, while he's not the ace that he used to be, he's still an above average pitcher. You got Ahmed Rosario, who's not necessarily an above average hitter. And you know, I don't know how much he up, upgrades you at shortstop. He does upgrade you a bit. Uh, but, you know, Rojas is starting to hit, put the bat to the ball, starting to hit a little bit better. And, you know, to give up prospects for a guy with an 83 OPS plus as part of the deal, you know, Shane Bieber's not that good to be giving up three prospects for him. Now, they are a little bit, you know, younger prospects, a little bit more flyer types, but. I don't know if that's worth it at the moment. Now, you know, this package of Rosario and Bieber is, again, intriguing. I don't know if it would be for the proposed deal here. You know, Michael Bush at this point, I feel like he's going to get traded no matter what, unless there's an injury or unless they say, hey, you know what, Michael Bush, we're going to give you a chance now legitimately because, you know, Miguel Vargas, we're giving them days off, but it's not quite working out. And we need to see if you can, you know, help us out. If not, we need to decide what we want to do. Jose Paula is a guy that's going to be a top 100 prospect by next year at the early, or maybe by next year, if if not, definitely by mid next year. Um, a guy that the, that the Dodgers are excited about. And then Rain Doncon, I'm not going to lie, I haven't heard of him before, but I know he's up there in the top 15 to 20 Dodger prospects. Um, I just don't know much about him specifically, but. That's a deal that could happen. Um, the next one is Marcus Stroman, Patrick Wisdom, and Michael Fulmer from the Cubs. And all the Dodgers would give up in this one is Dalton Rushing. Now, this one's interesting. If I like, you know, based on that, yeah, that's a good trade in terms of what you're getting. You know, Marcus Stroman, who can opt out after this season? Um, 
is pitching very, very well this year. He has a 247 ERA in 17 starts. He's competing with Kershaw to start the All-Star game, realistically. And he's a guy that has been good since last All-Star break. So it's not just like this. I mean, he's been good before, obviously, but he's been really good since last All-Star break. He's pitched in big moments before. Uh, he's a guy that, that fits what the Dodgers need. Patrick Wisdom is a guy who he, you know, Wisdom and Fulmer are kind of like flyer throw-ins here. They both have not been that great this year, and, you know, you don't know exactly know what you're going to get from them. Wisdom does have 14 home runs, but, again, he's only hitting 196 with an on-base of 285, so, you know, not ideal there. Fulmer has a 498 ERA, but he's a guy that, you know, the Dodgers could you know, tweak a few things and maybe figure out. So when you look at it that way, Dalton Rushing is, you know, a high, another high-flyer uh, high-flying prospect for the Dodgers, consistently moving up the boards. If you're getting them, you know, straight up for Marcus Stroman, and then you get Wisdom and Fulmer added in, it still might be worth it. The Dodgers do have Will Smith and Diego Cartaya. It's not like they have a huge opening at catcher here in the next few years. But, again, you know, I could see why the Dodgers would not want to do that, but this would be one where if you're only going to give up one guy and you're getting a guy that for sure will help you and two guys that could help you, um, it might be some worth exploring. And the last one is Lucas Giolito and Tim Anderson with the Dodgers giving up Nick Frasso and prospect Jesus Galiz. Now, you know, Frasso is tough to give up, but if you're getting Giolito, that's a rental. You get Tim Anderson for this year and next. In theory, that could be beneficial. Jesus Galiz is a younger catcher that they signed. Um, you know, I don't know if the Dodgers want to give up on him or not give up on him but i don't know if the dodgers would want to put two guys into this trade especially considering they're kind of helping out you know galiz is a guy that is known high upside and i'm not sure if the dodgers would want to throw in high upside or get a little bit more depth from guys that are closer to the major leagues but giolito tim anderson you know giolito fits for sure tim anderson we've talked about him a lot and you know maybe change of scenery would help him out you never know so so those are all the trades there um you know, some interesting names that we haven't talked about before, and maybe that might come up here in the next couple weeks or into the next month. So, but that's going to do it for today's episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for making Locked on Dodgers your first listen of the day. Make sure to check out, uh, check us out wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. You can also check us out on SiriusXM or the SXM app. If you search Locked on Dodgers, you can listen to the Dodgers Home Broadcast if you search Dodgers on there as well. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vincent's91. You can get a hold of us uh, in any of those DMs. You can also get a hold of us via email, lockdowndodgers at gmail.com, or via voicemail text at 323-863-5625. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us. When you get in your car, if you're at home, text my advice by podcast, Locked on Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree. You just have to listen. Have a good one.